In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Please be seated. Nothing gets you more into the season and the spirit of Christmas than being signs in the moon and stars and the sun and the earth of distress and nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the seas and the waves, people fainting with fear and foreboding of what is coming onto the world. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. What is going on? It's two weeks from Christmas. We've got the trees up. We've got the tinsel and the lights. Everybody has already got their packages wrapped. If not, they will be soon enough. There's 24-7 Christmas music on, and we come in here today, and there is dread and doom. The day is coming, burning like an oven, when all of the arrogant doers, evildoers, will be stubble. That day is coming, and it shall set them ablaze as the Lord of hosts, so that it will neither leave them root nor branch. That's why I love Advent. I really do. You're looking at me shaking your head, but Advent flies into the face of all of what we are surrounded with today. All of the commercialness of Christmas, all of the getting of more stuff, more gifts, more toys, more screens, more information, all of the sales, all of the things that we're thinking about and stressing about. Even if it's beyond the holiday season, with all of the politics and all of the craziness that we see happening in our society, all of the chaos, all of the death and destruction of tragedies that are happening in our world, in our country, and in our communities. Advent is a big wake-up to the realities that Christ is going to return to judge both the living and the dead. And I love Advent because it flies in the face of everything and everyone that people want to throw at you and say, isn't this great? Doesn't this make your life so much better? And it says, ah, 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 before you think you can make your life any better by some wrapped gift or something that will make you more informed, Listen to the simple message that Christ is returning. It's the beginning of our church year. This is the second Sunday in a new church year. And rather than simply talking about the hope of Christmas in two weeks, which we certainly do have in our hearts and minds, we're reminded at the beginning of the end. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine, right? Said one band out of Georgia, R.E.M. But is that really true? Do you feel fine? Do you look at everything around us and say, everything is going so well? Do you look at everything around us and say, man, we, we are just getting along and there is so much peace in our midst? Or does it seem like things are gradually getting worse? This next year, I will look upon the ministry in 20 years of my ordination. 
And I can honestly tell you that in 20 short years, things have drastically changed. Congregations that I have served have drastically changed. Things have changed not necessarily for the better, but our culture and our society has gone from being deeply rooted in the Christian faith to the point of, eh, whatever. Whatever you want to believe, whatever you want to think, it's perfectly fine, just as long as we can somehow, some way, get along. But Jesus himself tells us that he has not come to bring peace, but rather a sword. And the truth will divide us from time to time. The hard, cold truth of what it is that our focus is all about. Advent tells us in the midst of all of this that Christ is going to come. And as the world seems to go deeper and deeper into despair, that is where we find peace and where we find hope. It's interesting in our reading for today in Luke 21, where Jesus talks about all of the stuff that we're so fascinated about. There'll be signs in the moon and stars and the sun and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and foreboding on what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken and they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Everybody today says, when? When's that going to happen? That's what so many Christians are focused about. When is this going to happen? Well, look, look to the Middle East and see what kind of division's going on there. When is this going to happen? Oh, let's look at the world and see what's happening to our climate, earthquakes, and everything else like this. When is this going to happen? We want to know when it's going to happen. And Jesus says, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. But in the midst of all of this, notice what he says. Stand up, straighten up, and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. We as Christians are not about fear-mongering. We are not in here today to scare the pants off of you into heaven. We are simply here today with the wonderful, yet simple, yet profound message of Christ's return. And this is not something that a bunch of people can write multiple books and have several Kirk Cameron movies given to us in a sense to somehow give us some idea of when and how this is going to happen. It will happen, but we don't know when. And the reality is this. You can be given that information. You can be given the information that it's going to happen. And really, that's all that you need. The question I have for all of you today is, are you praying that, that wonderful Advent prayer in the midst of all of this? Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Come now. Not yesterday, not two weeks from now. Come right now. Or are you still tied down and wound up with all of the cares of the world? Jesus says, watch yourselves in the midst of all of this. 
lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of life. What in the world's dissipation, Pastor? We don't use that word. Dissipation is basically using the things of this world in excess. Eating and drinking too much, having too many things in our midst, weigh us down. Drunkenness, yeah, sure we get that. The cares of this life, yeah, sure we get that. But in the midst of all of this, Jesus is saying, don't let all of the earthly goods and cares of this life draw you away from the fact that he is going to return. But the question that I have in your, for you today is, are you letting these things carry you away from the wonderful fact of what Christ is giving you? Are you letting these things weigh you down? What is it that has you staying up at night being worried? What is it that has you with great fear and foreboding about what the future is going to entail? What is keeping you from coming to this place on a regular basis to receive the wonderful presence of God in your life? What, if anything, is keeping you from regularly participating in the life of the church? The cares of this life can seem like all that there is, but there is so much more for us today in the life of the church. So much that goes against the rest of the world. And that's why I love Advent. It's this wake-up call to the reality that in many ways we should keep this life very simple. That in your midst, no matter what you face today, tomorrow, or whatever else it might be, if the earth is shaking, if there is distress in the nations, if there's perplexity because of what's going on with our world, if people are fainting and foreboding about whatever it might be, Christ is in your midst. Christ is in your midst today, giving you peace. And that's not John Lennon and his cronies saying, all we are saying is give peace a chance. This is the peace that passes all our understanding. It's what guards your hearts and minds in faith through Jesus Christ. It's the peace that Jesus and his kingdom have come to you. It's the peace that Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. It's the peace of him taking all of the chaos, all of the evil and darkness and sin and shame and, and guilt onto himself and putting it to death on the cross. It's Jesus looking at all of us today and saying, peace I give to you because I have overcome the world. In many ways, what Advent says in the face of all of this is simply the world can throw its worst at us. We have the peace of Jesus. Jesus who has come for us as, a Christ, as the Christ child born in the manger for us, yes. But Jesus also promising to come to judge the living and the dead. And with all of that, 
you get to stand up, to lift up your head and rejoice. The Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson wrote a book on 12 steps of something, I don't know, I can't remember. And I'm not really advocating him, but I will tell you the first step that he says to have a beneficial life is to stand up straight, to stand tall. Remember all the times your parents looked at you and said, quit slouching, always slouched over. This is what Jesus is telling you today. No matter what kind of ugliness, no matter what kind of chaos and fear and intrepidation you have in this world, stand up, stand up straight. That's why we stand in the church for the reading of the gospel. Why? Because Christ is present with us as he speaks to us his words of everlasting life. We do this out of great joy and respect because where else are we going to go? He has given us the words of eternal life. But in the midst of all of this, Jesus says, stand up, don't cower, don't fear, don't go hiding, don't go looking anywhere else because you cannot avoid this. But stand up and don't have the pants scared off of you, but rejoice because he has come to bring his salvation for you. That place that he promises to prepare for you, he has got it ready. The people who have gone on before us, who have died in the faith, you're going to see them again in the resurrection of all flesh. Everything that has been made wrong in the world will be made right again when he comes again. And so you have peace. Peace that, yes, will guard your hearts and minds through faith in Jesus Christ. Peace that overcomes the world, yes, but peace also that helps you to stay awake and in prayer to give you strength as you pray that greatest Advent prayer, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly and bring us home. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.